Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Angel. I did it. <laughs> Today's episode is season one, episode eight. I will remember you. And today I remembered that it was Angel. Yeah, good I'm job. On, I'm on brand today. <laughs> Um, for anyone not watching along with us, this is the episode Angel Becomes Human, and, uh... <laughs> Trevor's already so mad, he's rubbing his face, and it's like, he can feel my seething rage from across the country. <laughs> Let's get into it. I'm so mad. I watched this an hour ago. My, I feel like my heartbeat is elevated. I'm, I'm furious. I'm, I'm madder than I was the last time I watched this episode. I was getting like anxious. I did. I, I finished it an hour ago too, and I was. I've just been like typing something up since then. I've just been anxious about this report. <laughs> <laughs> this might be it, you guys. This might be the last one we release. It's the, <laughs> the end. <laughs> Welcome to our series finale. No, I actually had a lot of really um, interesting revelations in this episode. Um, there's obviously some things that I like that I know you don't like, but there's some things in here that I think are unique and helpful uh, that I don't think I ever necessarily considered before. Okay. Because I always kind of watched it for the surface value of what it was. Yeah. And then especially with the context of what we've talked about in our coverage, I didn't necessarily approach it just like hating Angel in this episode. Mm -hmm. It was more appreciating what this episode does for both of the characters and for us as the audience. Um, yeah, except... In an interesting way. It doesn't matter for one of the characters. It, right, it yeah, doesn't which, actually do anything for one of right, the characters. Which, which we'll get into. Yeah. It's, although I will, so I have a thought on that as well. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we open on Angel obsessing over his clock in his desk and Cordy and Doyle are looking in on him. When did he get back? Late last night. And? I well, seemed fine. <sighs> he saw Buffy. He was in Sunnydale for three days tracking her and that thingamajiggy you saw in your vision. Where's the crabby scowl, the morbid gloom? I actually this scene as as nothing as this scene is. Yeah. I was I was sitting there thinking like I just I love him so much more on this show. 100%. I just got so mad watching him on Pangs mm -hmm. and it was like him being in that universe. I was like, "Ew, yuck, go away." <laughs> and literally, it's like five like technically it's like 5 minutes later and he's yeah. at, at Angel Investigations and I'm like, "I love you. You are just the cutest little doofus." Like <laughs> Because well, that's the other thing. It's like this these first couple scenes, I I completely agree with you. By the time that we're like in the meat of this episode, he's the same because I don't oh, yeah. even think it's being in Sunnydale. I think it's just proximity to Buffy. The fact that 100%. she's in the room with him makes him a total moron, like a, like an asshole moron. It's almost like, because we've talked about it too. Angel in this series, um, is a different character than he was on Buffy. If he was this character on Buffy, a, yep. the story wouldn't have happened the way it happened. And uh -huh, B, yeah. We wouldn't hate him as much because he exactly. like was so useless on Buffy. Yep. 
And it was all based on his proximity. And I feel like whenever he's near Buffy, they're like, well, we, you know, this story doesn't make sense if yeah. all of a sudden he's this different character. So they have to kind of constantly bring him back Completely. to who that was. And you're just like, ugh. It just doesn't work as well. And also, to go back to the, like, he was so useless on Buffy, it's, like, so rich that that should should be the issue because it's, like, the problem in this episode is that he can't stand feeling useless. Yes. And I'm like, then what the fuck have you been doing <laughs> for the Bitch. last three years? For the last 50 years. Yeah, well, exactly that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, as long but as yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, definitely the past three years, yeah. Um, so Cordelia educates Doyle on Bangel. Batten down the hatches. Here comes Hurricane Buffy. You think? Well, maybe he's over. He has so much to learn, little Irish man. And then it's not uh, as good. There is an episode later. Oh where, my where god! Cordelia <laughs> and Wesley do the same, and that that's is one of my favorite ever. So much better, but this is pretty good. This is like this as is much good. as as it needs. Yeah. Um. And then they think he's gonna stake himself, which is funny. And so they're like, funny. no, it's not worth it. Um. And then he tells them that he didn't talk to Buffy, and Cordelia calls him out. She's yeah. just like, If my ex came to town and was all stalking me in the shadows and then left, and then he didn't even say hello, I'd be a little upset. Pretty pissed. I do like that Cordy's basically on the same page, like, yeah. uh, excuse me, sir. No, I love that about Cordelia, too, because she's like, she's always. She doesn't like Buffy, and I still think it's weird that they have this weird antagonism between them it's it to me it's still doesn't make any sense but i do love that she always sort of low-key has her back in like a feminist capacity where she just is like are you out of your mind like what if xander had been in los angeles just skulking around oh for sure looking at cordelia she'd be so pissed and i think that's where she's like it doesn't matter that she's the slayer and you're a vampire it's just dick behavior yeah in general which is correct yeah it's pretty bad um and then they did one of my favorite Buffy tropes, which is the long story one. Yeah. It's complicated how this all happened, Buffy, you know? It's, it's kind of a long story. Your new sidekick had a vision I was in it. You came to Sunnydale? Okay. Maybe not that long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what? How, how? imagine how much time he had to explain to Giles before, you know, Giles was probably like, you have 10 seconds to tell me what's going on. Of right, course yeah. he can get it out in 10 seconds. It's not it, a long story. It's even more like that exchange paired with you know the obvious like there's he would have had to have done it in 10 seconds with giles is like even more evidence that he could have just called because when buffy says that was you helping me wasn't it i i literally shouted where <laughs> helping where did how? he help you what did he do there was <laughs> no help did, did she because so i don't even remember did she even like turn around and acknowledge that she was about to be stabbed if someone hadn't thrown a knife? She saw him fall over. She, like, turned around when he got hit by the knife and fall over. So okay. she, I don't, but she didn't, like, look around to see who did it. Sure, she sure. noticed that someone did it. Okay. Um, And then a demon breaks into Angel's office. Cordy and Doyle hear the fight and ignore it. I, this does always rub me the wrong way because Cordelia, Yeah. it's, like, it's funny the way Cordelia references their relationship. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, the Buffy and Angel show. First they talk out their differences and then they punch them out. Shouldn't we? Stick our noses where they don't belong and get them flattened? (laughs) No thank you. But it's also like, 
you should know that they wouldn't be fist fighting in his office. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a weird thing to happen. Because that she says that as though that's how they've handled all of their problems in the past. And I'm like, yeah. I don't believe they've don't ever know. just hit each other for funsies. Like, right. Not when not not sold, Angel. <laughs> yeah, like. no, it's not. It's not at all like Spike, who would just like fight with Buffy forever. I, I, I right. like feel like if Angel hit Buffy, he would go. Then he would stake himself. Yeah. Which he did in amends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, but he yeah. was trying to get her to leave him alone so For he could sure. die. Yeah, there but... was a purpose behind yeah. it. It, it, it. I'm just always bugged out by the fact that Cordelia's like, oh, yeah, they always fight. I'm like, they don't, though. They don't. This is, I yeah, mean, I get the joke physically. that we're doing here, but like, it's not landing for me. Uh, Buffy and Angel in the sewers. Buffy's wearing a bright white sweater in the mm-hmm. sewers, which is also just like, why? Yeah. You know you're going in the sewers, Buffy. So, agreed with that. I do think she didn't, like, bring a ton of changes of clothes. Yeah, so it's yeah. probably just whatever she's wearing. I also did want to go back because I just remembered. She said she was in town visiting her father. Do Correct, we think that's yeah. just a cover so that it wouldn't be like she's there only for Angel? Why on earth would she be visiting Hank? Yeah, I think I think it's got to be that. Okay. I mean, obviously... I, I think canon-wise, and it probably is she's visiting her father because they just didn't put enough thought into him until they completely committed to him being a piece of shit. Yeah. But I think in my head canon, it's like, yeah, no, that's she just didn't <laughs> want it to seem like she went all the way out there to talk to Angel because that's a little in... It's just such a flimsy excuse because who would believe that the day after he was in Sunnydale secretly, she would just happen <laughs> to be visiting her father? Right. There's no way. It's so flimsy. Yeah, it was like, at best case scenario, she concocted a reason to go to visit, go visit Hank, in yeah. order to talk to Angel. In which case, it's like, then just go talk to Angel. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you don't need to visit your dad. Also, Buffy's a little shitty in the way she regards Doyle and Cordelia bailing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Maybe if your crack staff hadn't run off at the first sign of trouble, they could have helped us with some research. This yeah. is a solid team. Like, no, it's, leave them I alone. Mean, yeah, she's a little, but I mean. No, no, she's not wrong. You but. know, yeah. <laughs> um, Buffy and Angel talk it out in the sewer. Uh, they're still kind of lamenting over each other. And yeah. Sad about the breakup and drawn to each other. And like, it's very, they're making it very clear. Like, you know, they, they departed for a reason. They couldn't be together because they're just yeah. going to keep doing this. Well, and it, I mean, in this instance, it it totally makes sense. And like having this talk sucks, but like I have no issues with this. It's just sort of, yeah. it's just a rehash for, I guess, maybe people who watched Angel but didn't watch Buffy to like yeah. catch them up to speed. But I, I don't really have a problem with it because they're like, you know, we just need to get through it. And, and she kind of is like, you know, I'm on the brink of something back home. I'm actually heading toward a pretty good life now that I'm out of the picture. It's a very, if I need your help, I'll ask for it. Right. Kind of situation. And it's like, they never ask for each other's help ever. So ever. Yeah. Also, speaking of, you said they, um, they're doing this for the audience who didn't watch Buffy. There's this deleted segment of the script where Cordelia, like, shot for shot lays out the entire history of Buffy mm. and Angel because in the show right now she's very vague in the way yeah. she talks about it she's like yeah they you know they fell in love they fought whatever 
but like it's a very detailed like yeah. uh he killed all of you know he killed yeah. people and he tortured us and he was violent they and she talks about them having sex on her 17th birthday and then how they broke up in the spring of last year like it's Shit. very de- i was <laughs> like oh my god cordelia's like, got the receipts in this deleted scene <laughs> As I was reading through, I was like, Cordelia, how do you know all of this? Did Angel, like, debrief you or did Xander tell you? She was around for all of it. She was around, but, like, I don't know. The detail in which she says it, I don't know. It's on the, for anybody who's curious, it's on the I Will Remember You Buffy wiki. Mm. Um, So, anyway, Buffy goes up into the sun. Angel stays back, fights the demon, and gets the blood into his blood and his heart beats. Before we continue, I do want to point out it is never clarified that his we've talked about this offline mm-hmm. before. It's never clarified that his curse is healed. Nope. You know? Like and and Doyle says in this episode he's not cursed anymore, which is you know, maybe that's their way of addressing it where they're like, "Oh, but nobody's so- told him that." Yeah. They just said you're human and so part of me is just like, and I think that would have been fascinating. Yes. I think it would have been fascinating if he was like, I'm human, let's bang, and then this is perfect bliss. Like, I get yeah. to be human with Buffy, and uh-huh. we did it, and like, all over again, and then It's he's... still gross that it's sexually based. Right, it's, it's still, still gross disgusting. that it's sexually based. But then it would be so fascinating, a human and jealous. Yeah. E- oh, evil, my God. Evil angel, but- but human. Yeah. Like, would it be like that character later who like immediately goes out and tries to get turned by like literally everybody? Yeah. Would he try to become a vampire again? Which yeah. I'm thinking no, because then now he can do a lot more being in sunlight. But then also the turmoil it would cause Buffy, not only having to kill Angel, but then mm-hmm. like it's a human being, which she mm-hmm. doesn't. It becomes an issue where it's like, well, I don't kill humans. Like, that's for the law. I kill (laughs) demons. And so, like. I think that it it basically, I think what they were trying to say is that no matter what, humans have souls. Like, human beings have souls, which I don't believe. Yeah. (laughs) I I believe some human people don't have souls. And I just am like, it's just. I know it's a fantasy show, but it's it, it's such a black and white binary that like it always makes me annoyed when we get into stuff like this because this should be an interesting conversation to have. Like yeah. one of them should have pumped the brakes and been like, "Hey, maybe we should research this a little more before we go straight to Pound Town and you yeah. turn evil again." Just because you're human doesn't mean it well, you can't do damage. Yeah, the curse doesn't say you don't become a vampire anymore or something yeah. like that. Like it literally is a moment of happiness. You lose your soul. That's it. Yeah. So that I feel like they just overlooked it because they wanted to tell this story, which is a bummer. I was going to say they also, they never say anything about the demon except for that the blood has regenerative properties. So right. that's a huge leap to it made Angel human. <laughs> yeah, it is it's, a very huge, yeah. I'll He's not allow a zombie. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll and allow like, yeah, it, but the, it's weird. For the purpose of the show, it's like, all right, I get it. But yeah, he's not a walking corpse. Yeah. He is a demon. Yeah. Um, so if anything, it just makes him heal faster. But yeah, you know, whatever. They This is what they wanted to do. That's it the also, there's chose. also no like time limit on it. Like, does he have to keep reapplying the the blood right. or like what? There's been a couple of things lately that we've we've watched like that where it's just sort of like is this like a long-term scenario right. or is Which this Which he finds out from the powers exactly, of yeah. But it's happened it was meant to be. 
From this day, you will live and die as any mortal man. It's also one of those things when I watched it where I was just like, just take a couple vials of this thing's blood. And yeah. And you got that. And like, you're when you're, we're obsessing about your humanity later in the show, I'm like, you had this answer. Yeah. Like, you can activate it yourself, sir. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> and so then Angel walks in. They find the destroyed office. She killed him. Oops. My bad. It's just dust. I forgot to sweep under the rug. What are you trying to give me a heart attack? Hey, don't blame me if he's too cheap to hire a cleaning lady. Here's another thing where Angel's like obsessed with eating and he's just yeah. like, oh my God, this is so delicious. But Spike loves B Bloomin' Onions. Like I'm I'm a little confused because I understand that vampires don't eat because they don't have to, but it was never covered and it never is covered again that mm -hmm. they don't have taste buds. So... <laughs> It kind of is. Buffy says something about it later in this episode. Why don't you ever tell me about chocolate and peanut butter? Mm. Well, mm. I figured if your vamp taste buds couldn't really savor it, then it would only hurt you to know. I, f I honest to God, I sometimes can't remember what is actually in the show or what I read <laughs> in fan, fan fiction. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it is at least accepted fanon that... Spike likes the onion and like spicy chicken wings because they have a lot of flavor and he can taste them because most regular food doesn't taste like anything anymore. Everything has oh, to be like heightened. So, gotcha. but so he wouldn't enjoy peanut butter and chocolate because it's such a subtle exactly. taste. Exactly. Like nothing. Or gotcha. I guess potentially. My other headcanon is that Angel just wants to feel as miserable as possible all the time so he doesn't try to eat food. God, yeah, that makes sense also. He could be eating spicy food also. He could be up to his neck in jalapeno poppers and he's not doing he's it. like, woe is me. Yeah, so, that makes sense. That's, I like yeah. that headcanon. That's good. Because the um, thing that Buffy says later is she's like, I thought since you couldn't get the like nuance of the chocolate, I didn't want to like, Yeah. what's the point? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, and it is funny watching him like obsess over food. And yeah, being we just like he crams like a whole pop tart in his mouth, yeah. and then an, an apple, and then some kind of chocolate, and then it's very funny. I mean, yeah, I'm always here for angel comedy. He's, yeah, he's he's so good at it. Um, I can't wait for the episode with the dancing. Oh, so good. Or the singing. Yes, that's good too. <laughs> um. Angel sends Cordy off to tell Buffy, but not that he's human yet until he figures out what it is. Gross. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, part of me is just like, well, I'm sure he would also want to be the one to tell her. Of like... course, obviously, but it's just like, <laughs> he. but he doesn't say, I want to tell her. He says, we have to find out what the consequences are first. Right. And like, I'm don't like, get her excited. It's like... Which fair, but also yeah. we you we just had a whole episode of multiple people scolding you for not telling Buffy something. We just right. did that. We just did it. <laughs> and then you and Buffy in this episode, I don't know, 40 minutes ago, had a talk about how you can't keep secrets from her and she doesn't need your protection. Right. <laughs> which goes into the rest of this episode because he is making unilateral decisions that impact both of them. And yes. the rest of the episode is him doing that. And I hate it. It's so, <laughs> hate it so much. inappropriate. It's so disrespectful. It infantilizes Buffy. It's horrible. I hate it. There's a reason that I like it, though. Oh, God. Okay. Um... And I think you're going to be on board with it. Okay, let's uh, see. Angel and Doyle research. 
Uh, it doesn't say anything about it being rare. Was it was something I noted? I was like, yeah. So this the it, and he says later when one of us is cut down, ten of us come back. I'm like, yeah. all right, guys. So guys, there's just more demons yeah, everywhere. Yeah, like we can get so much blood from this. Like you it's could be morbid, human, but like yeah. forever. It just it it the Shenshu prophecy is kind of like muddied by this because i'm like it's activatable yeah like you can just decide i'm done we also haven't even <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the prophecy yet that's, that's what not I mean. even I'm like, like a glint in I, the I, eye I, at this I point i feel like because they find that out and i think in the finale of this season and so it's just like i feel like they're like let's get far farther away from this we yeah. want people to forget he can turn human easily <laughs> like literally at the drop of a hat yeah you could just decide it it's so nuts um it's like a little show breaking, but it's like once you just get past this episode, you're like, all right, we'll just we'll, we'll pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, because I almost I'm almost furious that that is not what Faith shot him with at the end of season three, where it's like turning him human is just as bad as letting him die. Yeah, it's just as distracting to Buffy. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, I don't know. Just saying. They they should have done that, and also, and it would have been. I honestly wouldn't have even had a problem if like losing this demon was part of the thing at the end like we'll we'll do all this and that demon will be gone like when he's like well how will we know what to do we're just that demon's wiped out or whatever and then like there's no question of like oh he has this knowledge of how to make himself human um well at that point at the end of this episode he would never do it again because it would be quote-unquote dangerous i have so many problems with the like language usage there's so many instances where like when he goes to the oracles he's like well what what's gonna happen to me now and they're like well you'll live and die a mortal yeah and and then somehow that's not long enough and i'm like you're still going to outlive buffy yeah (laughs) so okay (laughs) tell me your thing that you think i'm gonna like no well it's it's at the it's it's later okay okay i want want because there's a lot to cover from here on out yes um so angel i do want to say i love the moment when angel sees his reflection this is the first time he's seen his reflection in like Mm -hmm. 300 years which is kind of significant um i like that they take a moment for that uh and then so the powers that be are revealed angel it's it's not the powers that be it's just oracles oh yeah sorry the oracles are revealed um uh doyle's like doyle and doyle surprisingly was just like there's things i need to know that you don't need to know and i was yeah. like oh shit <laughs> okay <laughs> what i do love that yeah um and so he takes him to see them and i i they hint at the shanshu prophecy because he's like did i earn this and they're like did you save humanity did you yeah. end an apocalypse like hinting that there is something that would potentially earn him as humanity mm-hmm. um and then they're basically like, yeah, you're fucking human. We they sense the air and mm-hmm. they basically solidify this is permanent. There's no trickery or magic. You're just human. I like them too, by the way. I think they're, oh, they're cool. Great. I like their design. I like the way they act. I think they're cool. I wish we got a little more of them. Yeah, we see them a few more times all the way until I think to Shanshu in LA. And, yeah. And they are great. I love their dynamic with each other. I love their dy- dynamic with Angel. Um, yeah, they basically just tell him you're human. Um, 
which is it also also always makes me think of that movie City of Angels. I think it was oh, with yeah. Ryan and where it's like, yeah, you're human. You get to, and then she dies, and you're yeah. like, oh. he's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? And the angels are like, he didn't say he was gonna save her. That's yeah. just the, you know, that's when her life ends. Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know. This episode always made me think of that. Um, Angel walks up to Buffy in the sunlight. Uh, oh, and this, this is where this is where I wrote my note. Um, of the thing is this episode what this episode does successfully is it exposes angel for the riley that he is mm, okay so it brings him down to riley's level sure and he does the exact same thing riley's going to do to sure Buffy. yes and it helps you as a viewer be like whether subconsciously or consciously understand like oh he can't handle that uh-huh. he can't yeah. handle being Buffy's boyfriend and being on the sidelines he yeah. has to be a protector and stronger or equal to her yeah um and so that's so I thought about it during the scene I was like this episode actually does a really great job of like cinching this relationship yeah and like making you comfortable because and we'll get into it later too if Buffy and we'll get well, I'll I'll save it for when we get that to the big final scene because I hadn't <laughs> thought about that too. But yeah, so this kind of this exposes uh, Angel's. Uh, I get you uh, weakness in regard to Buffy. Yeah, I think it's Angel's weakness in regards to Angel. Well, that's the thing is, I really wish this episode focused more on Angel, Angel making this decision solely because he's found his calling as a hero. Yeah. Like he like I want to see him distraught when he's with Buffy thinking like I do want this, but I'm also I also have this purpose. And yeah. like he goes back going, I need to fulfill this purpose, not what he does do, which is like I need to protect her. Yeah, um, I also the whole thing, especially which we mentioned it a couple times, but once you get to the Shanshu prophecy, I get this real like moral relativism kind of thing going with the whole thing where I'm like, if you know that you are working towards that, doesn't it negate all the work you're doing towards it? Because you're not doing it selflessly anymore. You're doing it in pursuit of a, a prize. I could I could be mismer- misremembering. Um, I've only seen Angel like... I want to say like eight or 10 times. Um, so I don't remember it only. as well as <laughs> only. I don't remember it as well as Buffy, but I'm pretty sure there's, cause I remember season two starts with them keeping score. Yeah. Um, and then he, like the first episode, he just like wipes the board. He's like, I don't want to be doing this. This is wrong. And then mm-hmm. someone mentions later, you know, about the Shanshu prophecy. Like, are you worried that you're not going to get it? And he, I think in some, one way or another basically implies like, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to be thinking about it because I feel like that's the wrong way to go okay. about it. Like, I just want to. I think I'm pretty sure we could get to the end of the series and be like, oh, he never did it. And never we just always talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he ultimately, like, gives up his right to it in the yeah. end, which is, you know, good. Okay. Um, Cordy and Doyle are talking about Buffy ruining everything. And then this is where Doyle said, Well, he's not cursed anymore. But no one ever officially said that. That's yeah. just Doyle's opinion. <laughs> Um, 
I don't know. See, I think I would want more confirmation than a drunken Irishman. Yeah, 100%. I'm like, you guys need to really clarify this. Um, like, they could have even thrown it in there. Like, it can be part of it. Yeah. You know, it could be just like, oh, he's human and that negates the curse or whatever. And he could ask the oracles, like, but what about my curse? I'm not allowed yeah, to be happy. Exactly. They could just be like, oh, we don't sense it. It's gone. It's one line of dialogue no matter which way you approach it. So why yeah, not? Just, just like easy, Yeah, just do it. I also just like still, this is not what. It would be fascinating. Yeah, this is not what Angel was like as a human. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> And then Cordy says, I'm sure they're down there having tea and crackers. And then we cut to And then they literally are. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite edits ever. It's, it's so a funny. really good sight gag. It's really good. Um, and then Buffy and Angel Bang as was my next oh, note. Oh boy. Um, this is nothing this is no problem I have with the show. And I, I hesitate to say it because I don't like being mean to actors. I hate the way they kiss each other. Oh yeah. It's so <laughs> sloppy. There are so <laughs> Many mouth noises. I hate it. <laughs> Every single time from like the episode Angel where they kiss. It's time, it's like time. mouth noises only. Time, it's like they're both to, eating a banana while they're kissing. Time to cut in another mouth noise. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Apologies to our listeners. Um, Angel brings food to bed completely naked. Can't go wrong there. Look, also, he has fucking peanut butter because Buffy yeah. tells him to get peanut butter and then he gets it and he brings it to the bed. So I am back on Angel got peanut butter on the sheets, not Cordelia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mystery is solved. I, Angel did it. It's obviously Angel. Why does he have all of that food down there anyway? I think I, I, I'm assuming because he told Cordelia to get food oh yeah okay. so i'm assuming she just got groceries for him okay um buffy and angel bang why didn't you ever tell me about chocolate peanut butter oh yeah we already talked yeah. about that uh cordy and doyle lamenting oh god what am i gonna do i'm good for exactly two things international superstardom or helping a vampire with a soul to rid the world of evil that makes for a short but colorful resume Oh, whatever happens from here on out, at least I'll be able to say goodbye to the bone-crushing, head-wrenching, mind-numbing vision. I like this exchange between them because you do. I feel bad for Cordelia. You know, she had finally kind of started, yeah, nestling a little way for herself, and then it got ripped from under her. Uh, and then Buffy and Angel are cuddling in bed, and Buffy says, "This is the first time I've ever really felt this way." Ugh. Like a normal girl falling asleep with her normal boyfriend. <laughs> Boo. I am at, as as she said that, I had you in the back of my head going. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was doing. You should have yeah. seen my face while I was watching this episode. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I was straight faced, so mad. I just could, I couldn't. Okay, it's not good. <clears throat> because also I, this this normal girl thing is from Angel. That is exactly what I was just going to say. It. <laughs> She only has this weird hang up about being normal because of him. And I mean, I you could argue that she she wishes that she had never been called kind of a thing, right. obviously. But 
That is one of my hugest issues with like every superhero ever. They're all like, I didn't ask for this responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, but you have it. And also you can fly. So shut yeah. up. Like, <laughs> get over it. Get, also, just seriously get over it. Also, all of season one was about Buffy wanting to be normal and and I, either first wanting to be normal, not wanting to do this, but then eventually I want to have a normal life as a slayer. Yeah. And then, and Prophecy Girl is where she's like, oh no, I'm the chosen one. I need yeah. to do this. And she goes and like, that's her moment where she mm -hmm. comes like, we're like, oh, you're, and she'll try things and she does normal life things. She gets a yeah. job eventually and things like that. But like, she's not obsessed with this. Like, I need to be a cheerleader and I need to, you know, do these things that are normal girl things until Angel puts it in her head. Like, yeah. that's what you need or deserve. It's just, it's simply not. I like I can't stress that enough. And also it's one of those things where this is also like a fan fiction thing like that always rattles around in my head. I never like obviously the soul is supposed to be a punishment, but like no one ever through the course of the series ever makes noise about finding a way to somehow anchor his soul in his body. Yeah. Like, That's very annoying. It's so stupid. It, because it's it, like a hundreds year old curse. I'm like, I'm sure there's a workaround here. There guys. has to be something. And and in addition to that, I, I don't necessarily, in my opinion, I guess I don't really know. Maybe I don't think he should be punished for eternity. No. That's like sort of insane. He's done a lot of penance. You know, he saved the world a bunch of times by then. And I just is the kind of thing where it's like, it, it becomes kind of like a party trick getting Angel to lose his soul. It's like once a season, like yeah. for for the Angel the series. And I'm just sort of like, this could have been avoided if only you could have in the meantime been doing research on how to anchor this. Like he doesn't yes. need to be human, but like pinning that soul in him would, I don't know. It's yeah, sort no, of silly. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it, it adds to the element in the show where you're yeah. just like, it's always because if if they pen it and it's like oh you know he's permanent permanently a sold vampire, yeah. um it could lose some of that oh god but then again you get Spike and you're just like I'm not I don't need to feel worried that he's gonna lose that I like being on this journey with this hero yeah a hundred percent um and also in in regard to Buffy having a normal life um she in the comics. Like that is the normal that she should have. The yeah. the Slayer normal, like her and Spike and her without Spike, like everything that she does in the comics is who she's meant to be. Yeah. Which is embracing who she is and kind of living the life as that as, instead of just like pretending like she's, a, you know, goes out at night as a superhero and then as a normal girl during the day. A hundred percent. So Doyle tells Angel about the vision and Angel stupidly, mm -hmm. very stupidly, and selfishly decides to go take it on himself. That Mora demon regenerated more than just you. What? I had a vision. It's regenerated itself. Where? In the tunnel where you fought it. Then it was in some sort of factory. I thought it tasted like salt. It could have been a margarita. Well, it needs a lot of salt to live. Well, it was very much alive in this vision. And angry, if I might mention. I'll have to kill it again. Yeah, but you're human now. They released you. Do you want to let that thing roam free? You saw it in the factory. It's a sailing plant, Redondo. We'll start there. But if it can regenerate itself, how can you kill it? We'll figure it out. Just grab the book of Kelsor. You'll read, I'll drive. Well, I think maybe we ought to bring someone a little... supernatural. Don't you want to wake the girl? 
out for the world. And it just doesn't make sense because it's like you are Xander, essentially. Yep. And the absurdity of you to go fight this thing that you barely survived as a demon is so pompous and like, yeah. who are you? What are you doing? It doesn't, I. it's so dumb. I don't know. Maybe it just stuck out to me this time because I was like really f- in my bad feelings about this episode. But he <laughs> said, I. he basically says I wouldn't wake her for the world. And so yeah. I'm like, so if the world were ending, you'd let her you keep wouldn't. sleeping? <laughs> you fucking, yeah. What is wrong with you? No, the, it's, the world I, is ending and Buffy can help and you'd like, oh no, I don't want to bother her. I'm completely on board. And and that's that's where I'm saying like he's this this shows him in regard to Buffy as for the Riley that he is in yeah. the relationship. Um I definitely agree with that. Like just continuing throughout the this episode, you're just like, fuck, man, you are making all the wrong choices mm-hmm. and you very clearly are threatened yeah. by that. Like you can grandstand all you want that you know you want to be a hero and i would have much preferred that story i would have much preferred he's just struggling with the fact like he does want this with buffy and that's fine like we've already this is the story they've set up but he's drawn to this path that he's put himself on and he's like i'm saving people and i need to keep saving people but they didn't do that because you know they got to close out their angel story Mm -hmm. um and i i do love that doyle keeps saying like dude we need to bring Buff. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Buffy is a super powered superhero, you idiot. He's just um, a human at that point. Like, literally just a man, just a dude. Yeah. He's a big dude, but he's just yeah. a dude. I also, so Angel comes upon these dead bodies, and until today. Yeah, what? I always thought it was the smell. I always thought something, I always thought he, because uh, I always misheard Doyle saying it's, uh, he says it's never it's an easy blood, sight. Yeah. It's the blood, it's never an easy sight. <laughs> For some reason in my head, it was always, it's never an easy smell. And I thought, oh, something about being human, like it's, you know, he's not able, like as a vampire, you're smelling everything from everywhere and you're able to whatever, I, but maybe as, a, I always assumed it was, it was yeah. still weird, but it was always at least like, oh, he's. He's kind of sickened by the smell of dead bodies. But then the fact that it's sight, I'm like, your perspective didn't change. You're the same fucking person. His (laughs) whole brain didn't fall out his head and a new one grew back. It's like he's the same person. He's seen seen dead bodies. He's made dead bodies. He's had dead bodies hanging around in the lair when he had to feed. I just am like, I I noticed that too. And I was like, you fucking idiot. Like, why should this make you crazy? That that didn't even like I wasn't even mad at Angel. I was mad at the writers. Yo, I was no, like, yeah. What what yeah. is the point of this? It's so because for, for the longest time I thought it was smell, and I was like, that's a little weird. But I, yeah, sure, I guess maybe his smell changed. Yeah. But then the sight, I was like, this is dumb. Super um, dumb. Angel tries to fight the demon and gets mollywopped. Yeah. Uh, Buffy and Cordelia. I've decided not to feel sorry for myself. I'm taking matters into my own hands, organizing a little going out of business sale to subsidize the severance package Angel never bothered setting up for me. Did he leave a message about where he went? You know, I'm in some real pain here and all you can do is talk about Angel. Has it even occurred to you how this whole turning human thing might affect me? Regrettably, no. I feel for Cordelia in this scene. Cordelia's annoyed that Buffy basically, that Buffy quote unquote like ruined everything. Yeah. I'm annoyed that Buffy doesn't give a shit a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I, I get it. I get why. I get where they are. And But to Buffy, it's just like, 
fucking go away, Cordelia. Like, where's Angel? But also, Cordelia is insulted that Buffy says, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I, and I get it. I get where they're both coming from. But I'm like, yeah. since I'm on Angel, I'm on Cordelia's side. Yeah, I am definitely on Cordelia's side because it is also, it's it goes back to that thing that, like, it was and remains an issue on Buffy as well, where it's like, whenever it's Buffy and Angel together, neither one of them cares about anything else. Yeah. They are very selfishly motivated when it's regarding the two of them. And I I think that everybody else knows that they're like, if Angel's in the mix or if Buffy's in the mix, the two of you are not going to be very empathetic about the other people that you know. So what you're saying is it's a toxic relationship. Yes. <laughs> I've been saying. It is the most toxic relationship because of all of the, because it was her first relationship and because of how it like impacted her mentally, it is her most toxic relationship because it overflows into every other relationship she has. And, yeah. and it, it is the the reason why she stays with Riley as long as she does, even though all of the initiative stuff should have been an immediate go, go back flag, to, yeah. yeah, do not pass go, you know, do not collect right. $200. But then it also brings a toxicity to the Spike relationship because she's got this fucked up notion in her head that she can only be happy with a human person. And it's like, so this toxicity spills over into every other aspect of her life and every other romantic relationship she ever has in a way that is like, I can pinpoint to exactly where it started. Right. And it's It's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He he caused all this. So then Buffy finds out where Angel is and she says, You hurt my boyfriend. (sighs) It's the same as that episode when, uh, when she was General Buffy in the library and she said something like, nobody takes my boyfriend or something like yeah. that. And we both were just like, oh, Grown. that is not good. <laughs> nobody messes my boyfriend. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, Blah. Come on, man. Um, also, like, not for nothing. And this is like a, a level of nuance that the show doesn't earn or deserve in these moments. But like, you like banged it out for one night. I, you have not made any promises of like, yeah, you know, boyfriend, what f- fidelity and ex- exclusivity. Yes. Um, and so then she kills the demon, holds broken angel in her lap. And then uh, we go to the oracles where the the problem where the angel problem is making happens. yet more unilateral decisions. That don't affect just him. They say they say in pretty vague terms that Buffy will die. They say in pretty vague terms that soldiers will come. So Angel's unsuccessful because she does die. Spoiler alert. I'm sure anybody listening knows. Yeah, (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Relatively soon. (laughs) Even if that weren't a spoiler, we have been watching four seasons of this universe where the main tenant of information that we have is that slayers die young. Yeah. And she already did yeah. when she was 16 only. Yeah. So the chances that she'll die again are extremely high, especially because there is yeah. another Slayer and she turned evil. So it's yeah. sort of like it, it's so vague and it's so nebulous because they say something about he'll die too. And I'm like, yeah, he's human now. 
Yeah. She's human. She's <laughs> human. Everyone's going to die. And it just he takes that as like it that it's imminent. And and that is a that's a leap on his mind. A hundred percent. And that's where <clears> my <throat> problem with this episode is. I and I've said it a billion times already, but I really wish because he does he does get there eventually where he convinces like unfortunately it's rooted in his Rileyisms of needing yeah. to protect Buffy. But he does eventually say, like, you need a warrior. Oh, this is a matter of love. Does not concern us. Yes, it does. The Mora demon came to take a warrior from your cause, and it succeeded. And he's willing to give up his humanity, and she she recognizes that. And I feel like for the theme of the show Angel, it would have served a much better purpose if he was like, no, I, I feel this calling. I need yeah. to. And then they said, oh, shit, you want to give up your humanity to keep fighting evil? Like, yeah. That's dope. Um, and then they don't do that. They make it about Buffy. And and I understand why they did it. They did it because they wanted to close out this story. They, you know, that's the Buffy Angel story that they told, and this is kind of the end of their relationship. Yeah. Um and they If I think, only it were the end if, of their relationship. Well, yeah. It's the it's the <laughs> quote unquote official ending of their relationship. They uh, that's true. They are never romantic together again, yeah, which is they, good. They, except for that. <laughs> Awful, awful moment in the finale. Sure. I mean, um, that's better left ignored. Yeah. Let's pretend it. <laughs> when we get to that episode, we just won't even talk about it. We'll be like, that. and then it's weird. Nothing happened. <laughs> no. Nope. Angel didn't show up. Um, Spike's jealous for no reason. Yeah. Spike's just randomly jealous. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would much prefer Angel just deciding to be a hero. I understand Angel not running it by Buffy because he even says later, if I had spent more, like even another night with you, I wouldn't want to. And that's where it's gross because it's like if it if it's about protecting, then you're just like, well, then just fucking do it and live that life. And if it was more about becoming a warrior, then it's yeah. like that's where it makes sense. It's like, oh, I want to do this, and I know if I go back to Buffy, I am going to have a really hard time saying goodbye. And that's exactly. an interesting struggle. Um, that they didn't really tackle. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that completely. And I also, <clears throat> but also, I mean, I don't know. He, he's trying to be this warrior again because he has to protect Buffy. Never mind the fact that she doesn't need protecting. She's stronger yeah. than him because yes. he's, she just simply is. But in addition to that, if, if you're making it about Buffy, then then make it about Buffy. And then, and like you said, like, Within the within the story of the TV show Angel, obviously, yes, he has to be a vampire again. That's the whole point. But within the story you're telling in this episode and within the relationship between Buffy and Angel, the only reason that he's unwilling to remain human is because it's the Riley thing. It's because he's weaker than her. Right. And that is absolutely something she would have fought against. It's like, what? Yeah. so you, you can't take up going to the gym. You can't right. take up like lifting weights and doing fight training with Giles. Yeah. Like you can still be useful. Like yeah. Xander is useless in a fight. He's like very yeah. not good in a fight, but he's always there as just like a body. Right. You can easily do that, but it's just this like warped gross masculinity that he's like, well, if I don't have extra powers, I can't be any match for you. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have to be. 
Yeah, you can just be. This is what you told Buffy she needed. Exactly. And then you can't provide that for her because we, you're it's insecure. not that you can't. It's that you're unwilling. Yeah, you won't. Yeah, because you're insecure. Yeah, because he asked them to save her. That's his first ask. His first ask isn't take me back so that I can protect <clears throat> her. It's save yeah. her life, which is also just random and vague. It's like yeah. Buffy's going to die eventually. Like, what are you yeah. doing right now? This is all prophecy and everything. Like, she's what, also how... in danger weekly. Yes, at all. Like, it's just inevitable. So, and then it's like, well, then give me my strength so that I can protect her. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't need you to. And you never do. Yeah. This is the last time that you are in a position to help her. You never, you don't go help yeah. her in the, in the chosen fight. Like, yeah, which I like uh, part of that is Buffy. And also part of it is behind the scenes contract negotiations and, no, yeah, for sure. and like different networks and stuff. But I, I uh, like, again, if we're ignoring all of that and living in the story, you're totally right. It's like, you are trying to be strong again so that you can protect Buffy. And yet you never share a scene again, where you're fighting on the same side together. And so it just, it, it's senseless. It it just absolutely is completely senseless to me. That's so bad. Um, and so then angel comes home, Buffy is waiting, um, in the apartment. There is one subtle detail. Um, Buffy's walking around barefoot in the apartment instead of being, it's a weird detail to notice, but like she's comfortable. Like she, mm She's not just like visiting his place. Like it it's this kind of subconscious like she's making herself at home essentially. Yeah. Like this is our thing and so it it helps make it a little bit more of a hit yeah. to her heart to be told this a minute before uh-huh. everything's erased. Um but he breaks the news to her. She te- she gets Oh shit. So super rewind back. I love <laughs> that Doyle like knew that he was human when he walked in the door. Yeah. Because Cordelia's mm-hmm. like talking to him and Doyle's just like zoned in and he's like staring at Angel's chest. Yeah. Like he knows he can what's tell. going on. Yeah. I really, I really, I wanted to bring up that detail. I think that um, must be part of his demon stuff where he can like sense that he's yeah, human he's not now. Demon. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, bring, he breaks the news to her. He didn't ask them to erase the day. He asked them to turn him back. That's true. So that's another thing is he didn't say erase her memory. He said, make me a thing. And this was their stipulation. Not in defense of him. Obviously, you know, he did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you should have bought bought the Lady Oracle a Rolex and kept negotiating. Yeah. It was very clear that they were like, this is your last chance. Stop yeah. fucking bothering us. So like. I, I, that's my only defense of just like he de- technically didn't go erase Buffy's memory of no, this whole of day. No, of course he not. Like, but it's just. <laughs> but he did accept it. Um, and and the root of the problem is his need to defend her. Like not necessarily, in my opinion, not necessarily the the day being gone, but more just he did this for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, I hate. I even wrote my notes. I was like, I hate that this decision is about saving Buffy Mm -hmm. and it's not about being, this episode would be so much more epic if this was like the, the launching point of Angel. Like we've kind of been muddying around and he's helping people Mm -hmm. and this is where he decides, no, I need to be a hero and I can't seek this thing with Buffy. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
Because then it would be more rooted in the theme of the show, which is his redemption and him helping people and learning how to do that. Yeah. Uh, he says he couldn't tell her because he might not be able to if he had more time with her, which we talked about. Then nut up. Um, I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Yeah, it's just like you got to <laughs> have the balls. Uh, also, like, yeah. Uh, they have one minute and it sends Buffy into a spiral. Uh, it is. It is... It does make me cry. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm. I would never argue that. I'm with Buffy. I like. I yeah. feel so bad for Buffy. Yeah. Um, and I want to say also, I think it's beneficial that Buffy doesn't remember this day. It's abs. Okay. It's beneficial to the continuation of Buffy the series. Yes, she would always want for yeah. this. If she didn't, if she remembered this day, she would always think about this day and how she could have it and how she wants to achieve something like this day. Like, I could have a normal life with Angel or I could have a normal life with a human boy and like erasing it kind of like lets her just move on. In my opinion, I'm just like, okay, let's, let's not, let's not sure, hang on to this. Sure, of course. But you have to then also recognize that it is morally repugnant that he remembers, he remembers having sex with her multiple times and she has no memory of that. It's an assault. <laughs> I know that technically it didn't happen, but for Angel, it did. Yes, Technically, for him, it still happened. It, I, to me, I see it as like a suffering that he has to, which is just more of his like circle jerk of sadness for a hundred percent. Like it's not. I don't have I'm sympathy. Not, I'm not excited about yeah. it. <laughs> I don't Although have I sympathy do. for him in that moment the way that I have sympathy for Buffy. And to me, it feels like such oh, no. a betrayal and such a violation that even though the day was taken back completely and technically nothing happened to her body in her timeline it, it, the way that angel exists it did i he had sex with her without her knowledge essentially i i understand and i agree <laughs> i will say i don't he didn't make that choice i'm aware he didn't of that say erase erase yeah. this day and then i get to hang on to this like this was set up by the oracles who yeah. very clearly had very little patience for angel there weren't like negotiations there wasn't coming back and asking for something else like this was i just just make me a warrior and this was what they set up so in that regard i'm just like yes it sucks that he gets to remember this moment of happiness mm -hmm. and she doesn't but it's also just like he didn't technically have it like he didn't choose to inflict this trauma this i i agree with that but i think again it goes it goes to a root of of betrayal because again he didn't discuss it with her he does he doesn't ever this never comes to light yeah do you think that if buffy knew that that happened and he took the day away from her she'd feel cool about it absolutely not no. like i mean she, she was, accepts she was, it when he tells her yeah but what else is she supposed yeah, to do? True, like yeah. she can't do anything else about it. She was mad enough to drive two plus hours in California to get to him, to scold him for coming to Sunnydale. You're telling yeah. me they had a night of carnal bliss and it's yeah. erased from her mind and she's going to be totally fine. If she ever finds out it's, yeah. I just, I don't like it. It's, it's a, such a betrayal of her trust, which she does continue to have in him. She trusts right. him forever um 
I don't know. I just I can't I can't get over that aspect of it. Like again, and again, I agree. It that ending scene is is so beautiful and it's so tragic and it's sad and it's horrible and she's just saying I'll never forget, I'll never forget. It's horrible and it does pull at my heartstrings, but like it before I understood the like nuance of sexual relationships, like when I watched this the first time, it didn't ping me that way. Yeah. But now that I'm a grown up and I get it, I'm like, this is so bad. It's I think this is the worst thing Angel ever does. (laughs) But he didn't he didn't do it. (laughs) Then he should have just stayed human. Yeah, I think that's the that's the crux of the issue is like morally. Yeah, his decision caused this to happen, which I totally understand. And that is the problem. And he could have just been like, wait, never mind. That's going to. Yeah. I feel like that's a little too nuanced for them to understand well, back then. Like, of course, yes. But that's the thing for me is I'm like, if you, because the argument that we're, the argument that I take away from this episode is that he feels a higher moral obligation to the strangers of Los Angeles than he does to Buffy, whom he believes is his soulmate. Yeah. And that doesn't check. Like, it is sort of, I've been really doing morality stuff or an ethics in this episode but like that it to me is kind of the trolley problem where it's like and in that case i guess he makes the correct decision because he's harming the person that he loves in order to save the multitude of people but it also it just goes down that way where it's like who do you as a as a person owe more to and you owe more to the people you have connection with, in my opinion, than you do to strangers on the street. Like, I don't think you should be just indiscriminately harming strangers on the street. But right. like, if you're going out of your way to be as helpful or whatever to just the next person that you see, as opposed to the people that you have built intense relationships with, then none of it, nothing matters. Then you're not doing yeah. anything special ever. Right. It's just, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's all I got. Um, I. It is never brought up again. So this will, I, I will not continue harping on this. No one ever talks about this again, because even Cordy and Doyle don't know. No, I mean, he tells Doyle and then yeah. he tells Cordelia. Yeah. Uh, Doyle tells Cordelia. Um, I don't think he tells them that they had sex but they right. probably put two and two together that he was human yeah so he he doyle and cordelia remember which in my opinion is the worst aspect of it because it's the, like but cordelia and doyle don't remember he just tells them he tells them right yeah. he doesn't tell he doesn't tell buffy no <laughs> that's what i mean is like i get the the surrounding circumstances of what caused this to happen and i don't i personally don't necessarily uh, hold him to account of what the powers that be decided had to be done in order to make him a warrior again. Yeah. And obviously his decision to do it was, if it was rooted in just being a hero, I would be much more on board. Right. Unfortunately, it's rooted in protecting Buffy, which kind of, it just makes it all muddy and gross. Yeah. But that that element removed, it's like, okay, he said, make me a warrior. This is how they do it. Yeah. He could have said, okay, well then I'm just going to tell you tomorrow what happened which obviously would have caused so many issues for Buffy to yeah. know like this was an achievable thing. And we, I understand why they didn't tell her. 
Um, but then he tells Doyle and Cordelia and it's just like, well, now everybody knows that you and Buffy banged except for Buffy. Um, we won't harp on this. Um, we only spend half an hour talking about it. Yeah. But it does. So what this episode does do is it, what the great thing this episode does is it closes out Buffy and Angel. Yeah, that, I, I do love that. And I do think that it, it handles it with enough emotion that it, yeah. it really does pack a punch. For sure. Yeah, it's it's very intense. I, I feel like without without this, Angel wouldn't have been able to grow yeah. with Cordelia and yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Um and Buffy also, obviously. Um so this was necessary and it also gave the Bangel fans what they wanted. They wanted that perfect happy ending of Buffy and Angel. And it's like, here you go. Sure. All right, all done. Put let's okay, put it bye. away. <laughs> now we're gonna tell the real story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that it does a great job doing that. And obviously Buffy's gonna come for the four or five episode faith arc that's yeah. gonna happen in like ten episodes. Um, and then that's really it. Like yeah. they'll have a couple crossovers where they pop up, but the faith one is the big Yeah, it's also crossover. not it's not the two of them. It's yeah. it's now it's like one time in season five is he there, and I think that that's fucking stupid. But she never goes to Angel again. After it's never her. After the faith, after yeah. the faith mm-hmm. arc, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of like clinches it for them. Also, I will point out. So I think you probably know about this too, but David Boreanaz calls her Sarah in the scene when she's crying, mm-hmm. and uh, it always makes me laugh because it reminds me of that Lord of the Rings thing where uh, where he kicks the. Oh helmet, yeah, uh-huh. and it's always the joke that Lord of the Rings fans will always pause the movie and be like, you, you know, know, he, he broke, his broke his toe. <laughs> I feel like it's the yeah. same thing with this. Or be like, you yeah. know, he says Sarah in this scene. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! Um, and then also, Angel, so then we cut. We we rewind time. Buffy's saying like, so then let's just part ways and forget about each other. And then he, the way he kills this demon, it's amazing. Is, it's so it's so boss because it's like I mean, and you have the context, you know why yeah. he knows. But like I always watch it from Buffy's perspective. Like that was unreal. Oh damn! Oh god! Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what Shit. you're doing here. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then, and then she leaves, and mm-hmm. we don't see her again until Faith comes to town. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's a great crossover. All that shit's and, amazing. And yeah, that's I, like, I love that. That's Buffy versus Angel, which is oh, also yeah. great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's this episode. We made it through. Look, we we're still did. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Unless you had come out with something really out of pocket, I can't I don't imagine you could have made me mad enough to <laughs> oh, to yeah, actually no. I mean, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all out there too. Like we we've, yeah. we've mostly talked about this um, on like unending before we even did the podcast. Oh like, yeah, this, yeah. This and a couple of other episodes were the ones we talked about the most. We're like, this is yeah. messed up, and this is messed up. Well, because I remember when we first started talking about Buffy, your son was just born, yeah. and you were I was awake for work and you were awake because you were feeding him in the middle yeah. of the night <laughs> and so we would just like go back and forth and back and forth and, and I, yeah. I, I did ask you one time I was like why the hell are you awake it's like three o'clock in the morning where yeah. you are and you were like oh I'm feeding the baby and I was like yeah. that'll do it oh uh, that's it <laughs> oh those were the days um so yeah that's that's this lovely episode thank you for listening you can follow us on twitter I'm at Trevor Carly and I'm with my other show at So I'm Watching or my personal account at FiddleDD85. And as always, 
please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye.